Network presents Football Time. Welcome to Football Time Podcast. We're here for our final college football preview show. We got the Big Ten, we got the SEC before we get into our actual football show where we start to make some picks, we start to preview and recap some games, and the college season really fully kicks off. We're going to get into the Big Ten first off. We've got a couple teams that have already played and uh, Week probably. Zero probably adjusted some windows, uh, but uh, overall, uh, we're going to start out with one of those teams that played. We're going to start out with Illinois. Their win total sits at three and a half. Um, still not a ton of talent on this team, but uh, I do think their line is pretty, pretty solid. Uh, it's a really veteran unit line up there. Uh, Skill position-wise, pretty poor. Defensively, they lost a, a, a ton of guys off of the Lovey yep. Smith teams the last couple of years, so they're a little weak there, but they did manage to get that home win versus Nebraska. So uh, where do you see Illinois finishing up the year? Well, I love the way they run the ball against Nebraska, uh, but Nebraska just handed Illinois plenty of opportunities time and time again. Uh, very terrible quarterback play. Yes. Nebraska just couldn't get anything going, couldn't hit wide-open guys. Um <clears throat> So I, I wouldn't be jumping on this uh, Bielema hype train for Illinois just yet, uh, especially, you know, looking at next week, I actually, you know, I'm a big Roadrunners fan in UTSA, and uh, I think they could potentially come in and, and knock off Illinois. Uh, looking forward to picking that on that game. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick on the under, even though they got that win over Nebraska. I just I don't see uh, three more wins here to get them to four. Yeah, you mentioned Burt Bylema taking over, had a, a lot of success at Wisconsin. Now, uh, Wisconsin is a blue chip program in the uh, Big Ten, uh, much, much different than uh, taking of an, an Illinois program that's really uh, never been a blue chip program in football. Uh, I don't quite know why since it's the uh, second biggest school in the uh, conference, but uh, overall, uh, you know what I did see, uh, not to get too much in that game, he brought organization. The team knew what they were going to do. They weren't great, but, uh, you know, they pretty much said, we will run the ball, let Nebraska screw themselves over, and we will win the game. Yeah. And I, I think that's pretty much what Illinois is going to do all year long. And I think there's enough on their schedule where um, I think they can hit that over. Uh, you mentioned UT San Antonio. Uh, there's Colgate on there. That's the one I'm assuming is a win-win. And then you got some combination of Maryland, Rutgers, uh, Northwestern in there where you might find another win or two. So I, I don't think this team probably will be capable of winning a bowl game. I, I just don't think oh, the no. talent is there. They won't get But um, – Unless, of course, you know, then you start letting five win teams in. Then, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I put them at over on four. Uh, now, I will say I do have the advantage of knowing they won that Nebraska game. I think I was under uh, when I first started doing this, and then I made adjustments, you know, in the last couple of days once I knew they had won that game. So they are now three wins away from <laughs> covering their over under total. But, uh, not a great team, but a team I think that uh, at least will be organized and disciplined and probably won't beat themselves. They just won't have the talent to really uh, capable matchup with the uh, upper echelon teams of the Big Ten. 
All right, let's move on to the Indiana Hoosiers. The Indiana Hoosiers sit at seven and a half wins. Uh, they had probably their best season in <laughs> ever in college football. Uh, they return a lot of the guys on offense, uh, a little bit of attrition on the defensive side of things. Uh, but overall, um, really, really good season last year. The question will be, can they sustain that success? How you build a program is not one year, every couple years you have success. It's bouncing off a great year last year and coming back this year. And uh, I think eight wins would be a really good uh, sort of progress in this team. Now, that being said, I don't know if this team can get to eight wins. What do you think about the uh, Indiana Hoosiers? Well, I think I think their schedule is pretty rough, um, but you know, I'm, I'm a big Michael Penix fan. Uh, he's 12 and two as a starter. He is coming off his second ACL. Uh, but, you know, if he can get that offense going, I think he's one of the best, better quarterbacks in the conference. And uh, that defense was great last year, only allowed 20 points per game. And uh, they've got nine returning starters. So if the defense improves and Pennix can stay healthy, I think this team could could make some waves. I've actually got him slightly on the over. Uh, I've got him going eight wins. Yeah, I, I really uh... – sort of was in between here. I ended up with a seven win mark for this team. Uh, I really think that schedule is tough. You mentioned it. Uh, it starts out at Iowa, which is really, really difficult to open. They have Cincinnati on the schedule. They have at Western Kentucky, at Penn State. Uh, they're at Michigan. You know, those are difficult places to go and win. So holding on to that two loss mark might be very difficult. But uh, you mentioned Michael Penix. I really, really like Michael Penix. Uh, I like this receiving crew. I really think they're explosive. So I think this Indiana team really has a talent. There might be a little bit of questions on the defensive side. I think I, the secondary, I believe, will still be really, really good uh, despite a couple losses off of it. But um, I think talent-wise, this is probably one of the three or four most talented teams in the Big Ten. But uh, overall, this is where you have to prove it. You have to come back next oh, yeah. season and start continuing to win those games you won last year. Yeah, they need that um, offensive line to step up and uh, keep their quarterback from getting killed. Yes, uh, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, overall, I have them – down as a seven-win team, but uh, I, I could see where they could climb into that nine-win mark. I was wondering if, you know, uh, they sit at 10-1 to 1 in the division, uh, 21 to win the conference. Now, the, uh, you know, thing in the room here is they're in the same division as Ohio, Ohio State. State. Uh, so, you know, uh, basically, if you're taking the 10-1, to 1, you're probably better off taking the 20-1 to 1 because if they get past Ohio State, you're pretty much sitting in good values territory there. But uh, any love for uh, Indiana to maybe sneak out of this uh, conference? No, I, I don't think they're quite ready to make that big of a jump yet. Um, just – Schedule's too rough, and, and like you said, they have to be able to get past Ohio State. Yeah, definitely so. But uh, it should be an interesting season uh, for the Indiana Hoosiers. I, I'm very inter interested to see how they bounce back off of this. Uh, next up, we're going to the other side of the division here in the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, Iowa's pretty much Iowa by now. Yeah. Uh, they run the ball. They will run the ball really well. Uh, I have a couple question marks, you know, quarterback, wide receiver wise. Defensively, I think they're solid, but not, you know, spectacular. But their win total sits at eight and a half. That's a really, really high win total. 
where you see in Iowa finish this year? Well, you know, you said that, you know, Iowa's pretty much Iowa. Uh, their coach, Kirk Friends, he's now the longest tenured head coach in FBS football. This is his 23rd season with Iowa. Uh, this is a team that's run with their defense. Yeah. Uh, they just – they pound you defensively. They only gave up 16 points per game uh, last season. And they've also got experience returning. Now, that is a common theme across college football with the COVID year last year. But uh, what they really need to make the next jump for this team is, is some playmakers in the in the pass catching category and, and even a quarterback to get the ball to them. Uh, I just – they're just not explosive enough. Yes. Now, they'll dink and dunk to their big tight ends all the way down the field. But I don't think they've got that go-to tight end this year. Yes. Uh, now, I think their defense uh, can – can win them a lot of games, and and I, I think they're going to – it's a tough start, you know, with Indiana. Well, that's what I was going to say. Iowa State. I've got them over. Now, I've yeah. got them at the nine wins, but uh, to open Indiana and Iowa State, you have a team that doesn't have a lot of playmakers or just explosiveness on offense. So you're really going to try to gut and grind these mm -hmm. games out. Uh, we already talked about Indiana and their explosiveness. We mentioned Iowa State and their explosiveness. Uh, you know, we'll get to Minnesota, but this is a similar team in Minnesota where it, if they lose control of the game and they sort of get behind, I'm not sure there's a lot of room to sort of be able to make that up. The pace has to stay in their control. They have to remain a tight, close game because I, I think if they start getting down two touchdowns, I don't know if they have the capabilities of coming back on that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, definitely. I just, you know, maybe some people will step up. Uh, like I said, they produce tight ends really well, uh, but uh, I really think they're they're going to be wanting to make some ugly ugly football. Yes, uh, school Big Ten. They they will be able to bully people, and as always, it is a very very difficult place to uh, go to and play. So you know, I, I think Indiana is a little bit on the disadvantage there. But uh, you know, if they lose that Indiana game and then they're staring an at Iowa State game in the face, uh, you know that over under starts to get uh, really, really yep. nervous there. And then you mentioned it, uh, probably the other two teams, uh, probably in the mix in that division, Wisconsin and Northwestern, they're both going to those two teams. Yep. So as much as I, I, I went over, cause I think this team is consistent and they win those type of games. I don't know if I love their value here at uh, plus 185 uh, to win the division and uh, definitely not at 12 to 1 to win the conference. I just think the uh, sort of opening Indiana, we don't know what we're getting. And then at Wisconsin, at Northwestern, I think that puts them behind those other two teams to mm -hmm. sort of come out of this division and get into that conference championship game. Yeah, I've got them on the over as well, but just barely at that nine wins. I think, I think the eight or nine win areas right where this team is going to fall yeah so they're right on the fence there. it's definitely not something i i would be no. willing to put a large wager on all right uh we'll go to the next team and uh if you can explain this team to me i will be very impressed because i have no earthly idea where i sit with them and that's the maryland terrapins uh they are at uh six wins over under i just i pushed because literally I have no idea what we're getting uh, from the Maryland Terrapins. Um, 
One day they look great, one day they look awful. Uh, you can tell me they could beat West Virginia by 35 and then the next week lose to Howard is where I sit with this team. So uh, what do you make of the Maryland well, Terrapins here? Well, they got, you know, they got two of his little brother, uh, yes. uh, Talia, uh, well, or however you said his <laughs> name. Um, I don't know if that's going to be enough to really be that big of an impact player on offense. And and like you said, this this team is just kind of, Blah. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, they've got Ohio State on the road. Uh, they've got Michigan State on the road. And I just – their non-conference is relatively manageable. Yes. Uh, but I just – I don't see them getting much past four or five wins. Yeah. I, I could see them if that offense comes together. Uh, they've signed some really decent recruiting classes. Now, you know, of people who – Put a lot of stock in recruiting classes. I am not one of them. I want to see how they do on the field. Uh, but they do have players that people think highly of in high school on the roster. But this team was a mishmash last year of, you know, they look explosive. And then, you know, the next day they can't score 10 points in a yep. game. You, you get a, I think they scored 70 the first two. And then like the next three, they scored like 20 combined points. You just never know quite what you're getting out of this group. And, uh, and that's why I just have no idea. Uh, the schedule is manageable. I will say that. Well, I mean, you say it's manageable. I looked at it and I've probably, they will probably be underdogs in eight to nine of their games. So they would have to win what, at least three yes. that they're not supposed to win to get to that six win yes. total. Uh, I, I just don't know if they're talented enough for that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I have some questions about Mike Luxley. I, I think he's a great uh, recruiter. Um, I'm not quite in love uh, with his coaching abilities. So I'm really, really uh, just anyway, Maryland will probably not be a lot on my picks <laughs> during the year until I get some sort of fill for them because I have no uh, clue what we're getting out of uh, Maryland here uh, for this season. So I, I'm a wait and see on Maryland for sure. All right, uh, we'll move on to Michigan. Seven and a half wins here. Um, I just don't see a lot of talent on this team um, now. Very middle of the road across the board. Yes. I don't know if they will fall, you know, quite as far as they did, you know, last year. I think they probably go back to what they've been the last, uh, you know, handful of seasons where they beat teams they should beat. They lose to teams that are, you know, better than them. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to be good enough to keep uh, Jim Harbaugh in his job. They, if anybody knows, they gutted his whole coaching staff and brought on guys that uh, they wanted, not what he wanted. Uh, they renegotiated his contract. So his buyout is uh, pretty much nothing at the uh, end of the year. So, uh, I think this is pretty much a uh, 10 wins and beat Ohio State or uh, you're going to lose your job. But uh, what do you make of Michigan here uh, overall? Any chance at uh, over? Or are you going to ride the under here? Uh, I, I like the under here. Uh, one, because it's just a plus 130. Yes. So I like that. And and I think they're going to be they're going to be right around that seven to eight win window. Uh, is that enough to get? Harbaugh another year I don't know now what is exciting is they bring in new defense coordinator Mike McDonald uh, longtime uh, linebackers coach for the yes. Ravens in the NFL uh, so if he can make some major changes on this defense maybe they can make some big strides uh, they bring back most of their offense from last season uh, but 
starting off the year, Western Michigan, that's not a sleeper. And then Washington yes. coming to town, uh, that's pretty rough. Uh, now they get a couple easier games after that, but then they have to go on the road at Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, so I think we'll know probably pretty quick because there's going to be two, yes. two significant opponents coming to town those first two weeks. Uh, but they're going to have to get this defense better. They were just too poor last year, and they just haven't been able to get anything going. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the defense been an issue. Uh, I wasn't in love with the offense last year, and I probably haven't been in love with the offense uh, since Harbaugh took over there. Uh, there have been a lot of transfer quarterbacks who have gone other places and been terrible. <laughs> so they just haven't been able to really get the talent in there that has been able to win the games a lot like uh, Nebraska. But uh, I gave them a slight over in eight wins, but, you know, that's not a – I'm bullish on that. Um, I, I just – I don't think they'll win, you know, at Wisconsin, at Michigan State, at Penn State. I don't think they'll win those games. But, you know, games versus Northern Illinois, Rutgers, you know, home game at versus Northwestern, you know, I think they can win those. The Indiana game will probably be the real yeah. determining factor between your seven or my eight. Uh, they do go to the big house, but uh, I don't know if Michigan's capable on offense of probably scoring as many points as Indian, Indiana will put on them. So I went over, but I'm a, I'm a very slight over. I, I think it will be between that seven, eight win mark, uh, but uh Interesting that the talent really is just so so poor for the uh, Michigan Wolverines. You wouldn't think it'd be that hard to recruit to Michigan. Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> they just have not been able to uh, stockpile talent really uh, since Harbaugh took over. I think that first recruiting class had a handful of guys that were really really good, and since then, uh, they just have not been able to find uh, really a whole lot of talent. All right, we'll go to the other side of Michigan and go to Michigan State. Uh, this number was really, really low to me. I, I think this team will be a little bit better uh, than they let on. I really do uh, like this coach uh, that came over from Colorado, Mel Tucker. Uh, I didn't love the way he came there, but I like uh, this coach. I, I thought he did, was really, really good at Colorado for the uh like two years he was there. Yep. Uh, but uh, I think they started to stock restockpile their talent a little bit. I, I look for the defense to be improved. Uh, I think the secondary will still get, you know, gutted. But uh, one of the good things about uh, being in the Big Ten is there's not a ton of teams that are going to light you up. So you get lit up by Indiana and you get lit up by uh, uh, Ohio State and possibly Purdue, but uh, Purdue won't stop anybody. We'll get to them in a little bit later. But uh, overall, if you're going to have a bad secondary, uh, probably the Big Ten is where you want to sit in bad secondaries, uh, other than maybe the SEC East. But uh, uh, anyway, I think they're going to be improved. So I gave them a big, big jump. I, I think they'll be pretty good on offense, and the defense will be able to get by. What do you uh, think of Michigan State? I'm, I'm not as big on Michigan State as you are. I, I, they didn't really impress me last year other than uh, upsetting Northwestern's year. Yes. Um, but uh, – which that'll be interesting to see them playing week one, yeah. uh, see who's playing with more motivation there. I just don't think they're explosive enough. I mean, you know – Similar to Iowa, they're a defense and run game team here. Uh, but, I mean, really good defensive line. Uh, but last year they gave up the most points per game in program yes. history. Uh, and I don't think they're going to make that big of a turnaround in year two of Mel Tucker's coaching year. So I think I think they've got another year of rebuilding here. Maybe next year they'll start turning yes. around. I, I think this is – I think year three will be their real leap, uh, but I, I think they can probably climb to a six-win 
sort of bowl territory here. Now, uh, the really interesting game will be uh, that first game of the year. They're at Northwestern. We'll see where those uh, uh, teams sit. Um, uh, speaking of teams who will not hurt you with the pass, Northwestern <laughs> is one of those. Uh, but uh, you mentioned uh, at Miami, they probably won't be able to handle. But other than, you know, uh, that, uh, I think their schedule's manageable. Nebraska, uh, Western Kentucky, uh, Rutgers, you know, they seem to avoid a decent amount of Iowa's Wisconsin's on the other side of things. Yeah. So I think that helps them out uh, just a little bit. And I, I think they might could climb to that uh, six win mark. If that offense makes a little bit of a leap, that's more of a judgment on Mel Tucker and watching what he did in Colorado and how he molded that offense into a, a pretty solid offense uh, yeah. when he was there. But so, I, I've got them, you know, I've still got them hitting the over. Yeah. I've got five wins. So we're both on the over there. Uh, you're just giving a little bit more credit. Yes, I am giving them a, a couple spunky wins in there that they uh, sneak in there. Uh, maybe the Michigan win because uh, they've owned Michigan for the last uh, handful of years. But uh, should be interesting to see how they improve and uh, if uh, they sort of find their footing back into, uh, you know, uh, their place in the Big Ten because they had they have fallen away off the uh, path of the Big Ten the last couple of years. Uh, we'll move on to Minnesota. Seven wins here. Uh, this is a, another interesting team. Uh, not in the Maryland sort of thing where I don't know what I'm getting. I sort of exactly know what I'm getting with Minnesota. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of run. I'm getting a solid defense. And uh, I don't think I'm getting any explosion on offense. Uh, so uh, what do you make of Minnesota here in this seven-win one? You know, I jumped on them a lot last year. Yes. And I got burned many times. Um, I think they're going to be able to run the ball well. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just said this. But their defense has got to be improved if they're going to make any kind of run uh, through this conference. Last year, they gave up 6.3 yards per carry yes. to opponents uh, and 30 points per game. That's just not going to cut it. And, you know, they get a real test in that first week one. Yes. Well, I'm, uh, that one might be addressed. Um, so I just. Now, granted, Thursday night yeah, at home. So that might pump them a little bit. But uh, if they can get a little bit more explosiveness in offense uh, and, and some improvement on their defense, they may be able to make some strides. I don't have them quite getting to that seven number. I've got them yeah. under on the six. Uh, I just. I don't see where they would get it up on that over number there. Yeah, uh, I'm a coward. I pushed right at seven. Um, I probably would lean under uh, if I was being like totally honest. I, I find it more likely that they hit that uh, six win mark than they hit the eight win mark. Uh, we mentioned it about Iowa. I think this is even more true for this team. If they get behind, as in this Ohio State game, Ohio State jumps on them, gets up, you know, 14, 17, nothing right off the bat, I don't see any capabilities of them being able to, you know, yeah. fight and claw their way back. That's just not the style they're going to be able to play. They have to be able to control the clock, control the ball, and uh, just own possession the whole time, which is, you know, a good way to keep yourself in a lot of football games. But uh, for explosive teams uh, that can get up on you, you pretty much just write those games off. And uh, you saw that in some of the games last year when uh, you like Maryland jumped up on them mm -hmm. and Minnesota had no way of getting their way back because they can't throw the ball deep. They have no explosive playmakers and they even had better receivers last year yeah. than they do th this year. So uh, 
you know, I, I think they will win their games, but, uh, you know, the six, seven wins seems much more likely than uh, pushing it over here and going over eight win marks. So uh, I, I just, I don't know if I see it from uh, this team quite so much. I think they have to play really, really a style of football that benefits them. Now, that being said, the division they're in, um, pretty much every one of those teams is not an explosive offensive team. You have Northwestern in that division, not really an explosive offensive team. We mentioned Iowa. They are yep. not an explosive offensive team. So if they can find their way you know, around uh, some wins on the other side of the bracket, I think it might be there. Uh, I, I think the really interesting game is that at Colorado game now. I think that could be the difference uh, on the win total yes. there. Uh, I I think if they get that Colorado, they get six. Yes. Because I see I see Miami of Ohio. I see Bowling Green. I see Nebraska, Maryland, Illinois. And then if they get Colorado, they'll get six. Yeah. The other thing about this, uh, they need to win their games early because uh, their closing stretch of at Northwestern, Illinois, at Iowa, at Indiana, Wisconsin, um, that's pretty much all the good teams. And uh, they really, I think, will – struggle closing so if they get off to a slow start lose that ohio state game lose at colorado uh i think that under hits really really easy then because i think closing out uh they will be lucky to win two of those games all right we'll move on to the other team that played uh last week Oof. and uh I just put Groundhog's Day here. Uh, a lot of hype, and uh, they look the exact same that they've looked pretty much as they are. Uh, before uh, the game in Illinois, I had them like right around six wins, which would have pushed. I, I wanted to try to believe and give them seven wins. Uh, their schedule is uh, ridiculously hard. Yeah. And after watching what this team has, you know, talent-wise, um, I don't think there's any way they get to that uh, – six win mark I, I think the only question left on this season is if they move on from scott frost at the end of this year or not uh i just this team you know as a as a tennessee fan uh, i see a lot of similarities in this nebraska team is where tennessee's yeah. been stuck the past few years uh they've got a quarterback that's just really keeping them from success i think i saw not only did uh he uh miss wide open guys he he gave touchdowns to illinois and just and just handed them the game. Uh, now they've got a couple easy matchups coming up, but then the rest of that schedule, I don't know if I see a win after week three. Well, yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, after watching that game, uh, I, I'm assuming Buffalo has uh, film on that game as well, and we'll be looking at that and thinking, well, uh, they aren't quite all that talented as us. I think we can maybe go in there and sneak one. And so, you know, you mentioned it, after Fordham and Buffalo, it's a dark ride. I mean, other they're than, dogs on the rest of the season. Other than maybe Purdue coming there, but we'll get to them. I'm a little high on Purdue. Yeah. And uh, I will tell you, Purdue can score points. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I don't know, really, uh, they needed that Illinois win. And uh, even more so when you start to stare at their schedule. Like it, when I made the picks, I, I was finding it difficult to get to six. I wanted them to because – I wanted to believe the talent had come full circle. They, of course, had the quarterback who's made the improvement, though he's been there for, you know, 15 years. and <laughs> is the exact same as when he came in. Uh, they have no explosiveness at receiver. Their running backs are not all that great. Uh, really, their only offense is that quarterback running. Uh, and 
the defense no longer is a defense that uh, can shut people down. So, uh, no, I, Illinois I, ran it down their throat. Yeah, uh, I, I worry. Uh, I ended up my adjusted uh, was three. I and that might be uh, being really, really kind. Wait, and you know what's sad? I think you know they ran Blaney out of town, but was he like eight or nine wins for yes. about eight or well, nine it, years it in a row? Was sort of the same thing as. Um, um, oh, I'm now I'm blanking the Ohio coach Solich. Yeah. Uh, you know, he took over for Tom Osborne and was consistently winning nine games for about three years in a row. And they were like, Well, why did you win in 12? <laughs> it was like, Well, that's kind of hard to do. Fired him, he goes to Ohio and wins nine games a year for you know 20 years. Uh, they brought Bellini in there, and you know, I, I don't think he ever won the big 12 uh divisions, whatever. They were legends and yeah. leagues or something at that point in time. But I, I think he always won nine games, but never could get over the hump of Wisconsin. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's just been a mixed bag. They haven't been able to find the right talent. Uh, really moving to the uh, Big Ten has really hurt them because they can't recruit out of Texas. Nobody out of Ohio, Pennsylvania, you know, really wants to come there and play because they aren't a brand on those side of things. So uh, Nebraska, I, I this is going to be probably just a coach firing and another one coming in to see if he can yeah. sort of regurgitate uh, Nebraska back to life. But uh, I just, I was amazed at how I watching Illinois and Nebraska, the talent level was not like, oh, Nebraska is so much more talented than Illinois. It was closer to being even than uh, a, a large margin of difference. Not a pretty football game. No, not a pretty football game. All right, uh, next up, we're going to go to the Northwestern Wildcats. Uh, this team is going to be very, very bad to watch. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they will be bad, but they are not going to be an entertaining watch. Um, they did lose a couple guys out of their secondary, but I expect their secondary to be really, really good, uh, you know, Usually they retool that defense uh, pretty consistently, even if it's, you know, they've lost a, a handful of guys. Uh, but offensively, they weren't great last year on offense, and they lost a lot of those guys. They're bringing in a whole new thing of uh, bad offensive players, a lot of transfers at quarterback that they don't know they're going to play. Uh, I'm a little worried about Northwestern yeah, this year. What do you think? I'm, I'm concerned as well. I, you know, last year was their year to capitalize, yes. and, and they had that big slip up against Michigan State. Uh, and despite that, they were still in the championship game, uh, I believe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so that really saw a team last year, but looking at this, this roster, they just had so much turnover and, and their roster is decimated. They have only eight returning starters. And this is a year where I've talked about many times, how many teams have many returning starters this yes. year because of the COVID rule. And you've got super seniors and Northwestern just doesn't have that experience, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yes. I just don't know who's going to be moving the ball for them. Uh, they may score more defensive points than offensive Well, points. that's uh, – they lost a lot of guys on defense too, but yeah. uh, they have been fairly consistent uh, overall with Pat Fitzgerald there and yeah. building that defense, you know, up. So guys they lose I think will probably be replaceable. Now they had some NFL-level guys in the – Secondary, but uh, I, I mentioned their secondary is one of the thing where they bring back other than the couple of guys they lost from the NFL there. So defensively, I think they will be able to make their way in games. But I worry, uh, I think it was two years ago where they only won like uh, three games 
because they literally could not score points on yeah. offense. And this is looking very, very similar to something like that. Now, six and a half wins is not a lot, but I still went under on that because I'm just very scared this team's not going to be able to score. They don't have a pronounced like home field advantage. So I, I just don't know where I'm sitting offensively with this team. Where are you looking at? Well, you know what I love about this team is their schedule this year. I think they have one of the most – uh, favorable schedules in the Big Ten. Uh, I think other than that opener against Michigan State, which I think they're going to come in really motivated because, like I said, Michigan State ruined their season last year. Uh, if they can get that win, I think they win their first half of their schedule. Yeah. I think they could start out 6-0 and if they beat Michigan State. Yes. Uh, then you got a tough run. You got Michigan, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. Uh, but then maybe Purdue or Illinois at the end of the year, and there's your seven. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, I got them going seven as, as down as I am on their talent on this team. I think they can manage seven wins in this schedule. Well, I think that's why I put them at six right there. Yeah. Cause I was like, they can win games on this schedule. You mentioned the Michigan state game. That'll be a real, real big sort of swing game on this over For under both teams. Yes. Uh, Indians, Indiana state should be a win. Ohio might be a little tricky, but they should be able to, you know, shut them down a little bit. You have records coming to them. Uh, you have Minnesota, Iowa coming to you. You have Purdue coming to you. And uh, I, they're going to play that game in Wrigley Field. Uh, so I don't know if that counts as home field advantage, but it's kind of cool. So yep. <laughs> I, I believe it's in November, though. So <laughs> no telling what the Snow game in Wrigley. is going to be there, but it will be fun, at least, I will say. Um, but there are wins here. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, as much as, you know, he doesn't always play a pleasant to the eye version of football. He, he wins games with this yeah. team. So uh, I, I do think they can probably get in and around your seven to six win mark, even with the depleted offense. Uh, but uh, I, I do think there is a possibility where they could really regress if they can't find anybody on that offensive side mm-hmm. of things to get any sort of points. You can only count on your defense to hold up so long and uh, to play games in the under 20s, which I'm assuming this is where that team is going to have to be. It's really, really difficult to uh, sort of win games there. All right. uh, Next up on the slate is the big dogs. Uh, Ohio State. Uh, Now they sit at 11 wins here. Uh, I, I don't really know how to. They have a whole lot of talent. Uh, the question mark is, can they replace the quarterback? Uh, I, I guess we can go into, they are a little depleted at running yeah. back, but I'm assuming, you know, it, it, we'll get into it with Alabama later. Uh, it's mostly next person up at running back at Ohio State. I'm not too worried about the talent there at Ohio State uh, for the running back position. So, uh, 11 wins. Where are you sitting with Ohio State here? I, I'm going to just take – I'm going to take the under here. Uh, I, th- I think they stumble a little bit this year. Um, again, it's a little bit of a retooling on the team, uh, some, some turnover on talent. And, you know, for the past decade, they've had probably the best quarterback in the conference. Yes. Uh, and now they may have that again this year. Yes. But it's an unknown. That's- and uh, so, you know, just – with that unknown and Oregon coming down in week two, uh, which I I may end up picking Oregon in that game. Uh, if they lose that one, then they have no more room to stumble and still hit that under. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm I'm going to go with the under. I think it's a safe play, and uh, I I just am 
until they I think it's it's one of those things where it's really a wait and see yes. Ohio State. I mean, I wouldn't make this bet at all. Um, they've got talented playmakers, but they've got to have somebody getting them the ball. And it's just a, at this point, it's an unknown. Yeah, uh, that was my I went under as well. But, yeah. you know, if it's 11 wins, I pretty much always go under. Uh, the only thing with that is uh, basically at Minnesota and Oregon, the first two games are uh, pretty much their schedule, uh, because I think even with mediocre quarterback play uh they pretty much will run through the rest of these teams maybe the at indiana uh can trick them up a little bit but i I just don't know if indiana will have the defense to you know like i said even mediocre play quarterback play here with the skill positions and the offensive scheme that they run they will be able to score points um so minnesota oregon if they don't get tripped up early in those games with a no quarterback coming in a little bit of some new defensive guys now, you know, defensive guys, we say, as in they have a whole lot of guys who are going to end up in the NFL draft. So it's much better to replace uh, NFL guys with new NFL guys. Uh, so it gives you a little bit of a heads up there. But uh, I really think uh, their biggest chance to lose is at Minnesota, Oregon, the first two weeks yeah. of the season. And then, you know, they hit a run where they aren't playing a lot of teams who, even if they play bad, can you know hang with them and stay in the game. Other than maybe, maybe that at Indiana game. Yeah. So, uh, overall conference division odds minus four fifty, minus two hundred. I don't think those are takeable. No. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think they lose either. So it, it, it is very difficult for me to come up with a team. Uh, that will be capable of really uh, playing with Ohio State, uh, no matter your questions at quarterback. Now we get to the playoff, Mm -hmm. then I begin to question the quarterback. Uh, Ohio State's national championship odds at five to one. What do you think of those? Uh, Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, if they win the Big Ten with one loss, they probably get in the playoffs. Yes. Uh, as long as that's not a bad loss. I think if, if it's, it's Oregon. That's what I think if they lose one or, of those first yeah. two, they're probably okay because they're going to blitz through the rest of their schedule. And then a big win in the championship yes. game. Uh, but uh, there's no way they make the playoffs with two losses. Yes, no way. Uh, I will say that um, I, I, I think there is a little value there in that I think, you know, if they skirt that first two-game stretch, they're pretty much a guaranteed to get into that playoff. Yeah. So four teams in the playoff, you're getting five to one odds. <laughs> you know, it, it's a little boost there. But uh, the problem with that is uh, you might be better off taking it after week two if they're undefeated because then I'd ride it because uh, you're pretty much guaranteed them in there. Uh, we'll get to probably one or two teams that might be able to uh, match up with them in the championship game. But uh, next up is Penn State. Um. I'm not going to lie. I'm once again down on this Penn State team. Uh, I think the defense will be solid, but not great like it was last year. I worry very much once again on offense. They were brutal on offense. They have not solved their quarterback situation. Uh, They don't have great receivers. They probably will be able to run the ball a little bit, but uh, I just think offensively on that side of the ball, they are really, really bad. Uh, And I, I look for them to be in and, in and around much where they were last year at four and five. I, I think they could, you know, 
hover around 500 here. So that nine win mark uh, really, really seems high for me. What do you make of it? Yeah, I'm actually, I have something written down here. I'm actually probably going to take it down even further. Uh, I, I think there's six to seven wins. That's what uh, I, I have six wins. Uh, I, I had eight, but just the more I look at this, the more I just have doubts. Uh, I think they start the the ceiling is eight wins yes. because I look they have at Wisconsin yes at Iowa at Ohio State at Michigan State yes uh and they, an Auburn game thrown in there yeah as well. they could potentially lose all four or five of those yes not even really have a shot to win those yeah. and then there's some others that they could end up that's, stubbling yeah right that's not well. even talking about the their Michigan game that they stubbed a handful of times last year so. yeah so I just. Unless this uh, offense, you know, Sean Clifford, if he can step up and 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 improve this offense, I just I don't think they're going to overcome this schedule. Uh, so yeah, I'm down on Penn State as well. Yeah, I'm really down. I was shocked when I, I saw the nine win mark. I was like, where is that coming from? Did a quarterback magically come into the play? Uh, that position was so so bad last year. Uh, the receivers were somehow even worse than the quarterback play, and I don't look for them to. They didn't really improve that position. Uh, defensively, they should be solid once again. That can probably keep them in games. But if there's no explosiveness on offense, they're going to just – teams are going to stack that line, not make them capable of running and seeing if they can uh, throw the deep ball, which I don't think they're capable of. Yeah. So I, I think they will struggle in pretty much every game versus a elite-level team. And uh, those elite-level teams, they all play them on the road. So uh, yeah. that's not a – fun spot to be in so i i'm really down on that uh of ones uh we've talked about that i bet bet on penn state under was the one i really keyed in on because I, I think that is way way off that mark. a lot of cushion there uh even if you go like you said top end uh giving them wins that not necessarily are are probably going to be wins or games they will probably be underdogs on it only set around eight wins yeah there, so yeah, uh, I, I think there's really, really good value in uh, Penn State overall. Now, there's 600 to win to the division, 850 to win no. the conference. Anything there? No. no. Do you think uh, this is Franklin's last year? Uh, I, I think if he goes, doesn't win six and doesn't I think they him, were close this past yes, offseason. I think so. they were. Uh, I think if he gets them back to a bowl game, then the next year it becomes you better win nine, 10 games. Now it depends how many games they melt down in and have terrible clock management. <laughs> Probably comes into play a little bit. Like if they're beating Rutgers and then he does something stupid that costs them a game, then they can lean more toward getting fired. But I think they can get to the six, seven win mark. And then, you know, I, I don't think they quite get rid of him uh, yet unless he finds a place uh, to move to uh, maybe Nebraska. Cup calling. Uh, anyway, let's move on to one of my teams that I really, really like in the Big Ten, uh, the Purdue Boilermakers. Um, there's not going to be a lot of defense played here, but uh, I, I put down that they probably are one of the top three or four offenses what? in the Big Ten. So uh, I, I like this Purdue team, uh, maybe because they are entertaining to watch. I, I like Jeff Rom. I think he's a really, really good coach. I think there's talent there offensively. So uh, their over-under number sits at five. I thought that was a little low. What do you make of the Purdue Boilermakers? I, I think they can barely get over that notch. I think they've really been just struggling to get some consistency. They've been a four-win team, a six-win yeah. team, a five-win team, a four-win team. Uh, I think this schedule is a little favorable. Um, 
I think Notre Dame's a tough, tough one to draw yes. there. But uh, I think their offense can get them some wins. Yes. Uh, you know, we talked about how good Iowa is, and we think they're mm-hmm. a nine-win team. But if Purdue can get some explosive plays on them, can Iowa scrap yes. back? Uh, so this offense may be able to carry the, some some wins over some uh, struggling offensive teams yes. like Northwestern, Michigan State, Iowa, uh, Nebraska, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, I think they can get those. And then you just win one more that you're not supposed to. Yeah. You're at that six. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've got them right at six. I think it's going to be just enough to get them in the over and get them into a bowl game, which is, I think, a good year for this Purdue team. Well, what I liked about this is I put them over – because I, I gave them their early wins, and I think that will determine uh, their slate. They theoretically could start out three and one. They have Oregon State, which will be key, key to them going over. They need that Oregon State yep. win. Uh, then they go to UConn. Uh, from what we saw from UConn, that's not as much of a cause for concern uh, as once thought. Uh, I think they will be fine in that one. And then uh, Illinois comes to them. If they can get a three and one start, I, you know, I'm not in, you know, Wizard of Oz land here thinking they're going into Notre Dame and no. winning a game. Uh, but I think Oregon State, UConn, Illinois, start three and one. And then you got that stretch, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. We haven't gotten to Wisconsin yet, but uh, we talked about, you know, Minnesota and Iowa's struggles um, offensively or you know non-explosive offense and you have the complete opposite side of things here Mm -hmm. in purdue where they are quite explosive and can put points on you really really fast but their secondary is awful their their secondary is awful uh their defensive line is not that great uh basically there are uh cones on uh the defensive (laughs) side of things and uh hopefully you throw the ball to them once or twice a game uh defensively i have no uh, illusions that they will be good I'm just hoping that maybe their offense is explosive enough. And uh, if they get off to that hot, hot start, momentum carries them into a couple more wins. So I put them down as a, a seven win team here, but uh, I think they can hit that over pretty good. Uh, if the defense can do anything, anything at all, uh, even be cones. Uh, Cause I think uh, they might've been worse than cones <laughs> a couple of the last uh, couple of years there, but I, I'm pretty bullish. Uh, the, uh, I mean, we talked about the other coach, but Braum probably sits in and around a, a hot seat here too. I, I don't think the expectations no. are quite, quite as high, uh, but I do think he probably needs to get to a bowl game here uh, before they well, start to, I, you know, look around. I think he's finally got this offense where he wants it yes. though. So it's like you said, if they get any kind of defense, uh, they could be much improved. Yes. All right. Let's move on to Rutgers. Yes. Rutgers, the big 10, Exciting. Uh, the pride of New Jersey. Uh, Gianno's first year there. He did go over. Uh, he did win some games and he does what Greg Chiano does. He, uh, Built a gross, uh, dirty defensive team. Yep. And <laughs> that's pretty much what they did. Uh, I don't look for much improvement on that this year. I, I think the defense might be a little bit better uh, than it even was last year. Uh, offensively, though, uh, these skill positions are still very, very much lacking. Uh, there's no Muhammad Sanu or Ray Rice uh, no. right now on that uh, side of the ball. Uh, so uh, I have them over but uh that's because their early schedule is uh, quite quite easy so um yeah i've got i've got them winning the first three yes and then unless they can get an illinois or a maryland that's it that's uh so i've got them at three 
yeah, I, I had them their first three, and then I put them in and around that they might could steal a game here and there because I, I figure there's going to be a couple games where teams are going to go up there in New Jersey well, it, at noon and not want to play, and Greg will have them hitting you in the mouth, and they'll even more not want to. Play. I'm interested to see this Temple team. Play. Yes, I, 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 I'm not bullish that they're going to start out three and zero. Also, going yeah. to Syracuse is not necessarily a freebie. Uh, so, especially with their talent, but uh, I do think you know of coaches. Greg can grind wins uh, mm -hmm. as much as it is not a entertaining thing to watch. So I went over on this, but uh, I, I'm not quite as uh, no. uh, bullish as I was last year when I believed their over under win total was one. Uh, he gave me one again. I, I definitely could uh, uh, see that. <laughs> 50,000 to win national championship. 50,000 to win national championship. Uh, give me three or, or years and then maybe we can... <laughs> I assume Ray Rice and Mohamed Sanu have children, so <laughs> maybe they're <laughs> floating around in there. <laughs> oh, All right. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Wisconsin Badgers. All right. I like this team. I figured you would. Uh, nine and a half wins for the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, easily the probably heads-on favorite to win the uh, – I don't know, north, east, west. The west. The other side of the brackets. <laughs> well, it used to be legends and leaders or something. So I have no clue what they're calling those side of things. Uh, the crappy side of the <laughs> bracket would be more referring. But uh, nine and a half wins for Wisconsin. Uh, they, were, they have uh, a solid offense, or at least a solid quarterback, I would say. I, I don't know how explosive they will be on offense. But I think defensively, this will be, once again, a really, really good team. Uh, they were a little disappointing last year, I will say. Uh, what do you make of the Wisconsin Badgers here? I, You know, I like Graham Mertz at quarterback. I think he's really solid. And this team just got decimated by COVID last yes, year. I they think did. they were the first team to miss a game last season due to COVID. And then their quarterback was out. And it's just they, – they were actually – playing really good football the first couple games before they started running into trouble. And it just fell off yes. completely. Uh, and so I think they kind of get a pass on last year. I think this defense is going to be back strong. Mertz is going to be back making plays. And I think in this, I think, I think the West is theirs to lose. Yes. Uh, I will say that uh, I went a little under on them, uh, but uh, I, I think that was, uh, I probably saw that Notre Dame game there. The Penn State game, first game of the year, had me a little nervous. I, I'm very weirded out by uh, why the Big Ten decided to throw a bunch of conference games opening week. That just, I, I think the ACC tried to do that a couple of years ago with like Florida State and Miami and it ended up screwing up everything because they all get off to bad starts and then nobody knows where to go. I went a little under here because I'm a little worried about their offensive weapons. I probably shouldn't be too worried because, you know, who's ever next in line for Wisconsin at running back will be next in line and, you know, churn up and get, 1600 yards and a billion touchdowns and then he will be uh, a overdrafted nfl player that we all uh get screwed over on in fantasy football for five years as we discover it was really wisconsin's uh 
badass offensive line and uh, the actual running back. But uh, I do, uh, for a change of pace, actually like the Wisconsin quarterback this year. I, I think Mertz is really, really solid quarterback. I think the defense will be pretty solid. Um, and I, I see how they will not – I don't see how they – do not win this side of the division other than maybe that tricky game at the end of the year at Minnesota in the big rivalry game. If Yeah, I've, I've got them going over. Yeah. I've got 10 wins. I've got them losing Notre Dame and then tripping up somewhere else on the schedule, whether it be Minnesota, mm-hmm. Iowa, well, yeah. Purdue. Uh, maybe Michigan, but I doubt. They vote them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I, th- I think they're going to get off to a hot start. I think they're going to uh, uh, beat up on Penn State week yes. one and make a statement. And uh, and I think, you know, in that Notre Dame game, that's a non-conference game, so that doesn't affect their conference standings. Yes. Uh, so I just I, I like this Wisconsin team. I think ten wins is is the floor for them. Yeah. All right. Conference wise, plus eight fifty. Are you bullish on that one? Are you plus nine fifty? Oh, plus nine fifty. All right. So what do you think, Wisconsin? Plus nine fifty conference wise. Division wise, it's plus one hundred five. I don't see a ton of value. No, there. I uh, love COVID. The, also, might pop up again, and then you're in trouble. I love the nine fifty. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the best play in the conference, uh, and you're just getting so much value for a team that's more than likely to be in that championship game. Uh, and if they're on a roll and looking better than we expect. They could take down on Ohio State. Well, since they don't play Ohio State yeah. this year, I, I guess we have to preview this now because uh, we might not get it. But uh, do you think they can match up with Ohio State, uh, you know, skill position-wise and be able to control them? I, I think defensively where would be where I'd, I'd wonder if they could control Ohio State. I think it would State's be hard. Skill position guys keeping to those keep receivers. themselves in the game. I, th- I think Ohio State receivers would be hard to contain as far as explosiveness down the field. But, you know, Wisconsin's going to Wisconsin. They're going to play scrappy. But they're once again, play. you're 950. If they can get to that championship game and they do end up with a, a 10 win season, lose two, maybe that, you know, one at Notre Dame, and then, you know, have the random trip up somewhere, they probably go into that game, you know, like a three to one underdog. So there is value there in yep. having that and then being able to sort of middle your line a little bit so you can at least win money in some place if you have Wisconsin uh, and they're in that championship game versus Ohio State uh, and you don't think they can win. It, it probably will be a look-see to see how you know explosive uh, Ohio State um, really, really is uh, with the quarterback. All right, so that's the Big Ten. Uh, is there anyone in the Big Ten other than Ohio State that you think uh, can maybe uh, take this uh, title? I think the only other team we just talked about was Wisconsin. Wisconsin, you yeah. See uh, but I, I, I don't like that as much because I don't think they get past Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't know if they can stay unblemished throughout the season. Yes, I, I after that game. Yeah, I, I think they will struggle with that. Uh, overall all right let's move on to the sec and we're going to start out with the big boys of the sec and we're going to start out with alabama uh 11 and a half wins uh you pretty much can guess where i'm going with an 11 and a half win mark uh i'm going under but uh once again uh this team is loaded um much like ohio state uh there is a new quarterback so i guess it's a little bit of wait and see but 
I'm assuming he will be good. Uh, technically speaking, the receiver depth is not theoretically as good as it has been. But uh, when you've had like 12 guys drafted in the first round in the last two years, I think that's somewhat expected. And I don't know if it's not as good. We just haven't seen these guys yet other than Michi. But uh, I'm assuming there are plenty of good ones I, coming as well. Uh, same thing with the running back. Uh, I think Robinson probably takes over, but uh, the, you know, the 10th running back probably can go in there and run for 2,000 yards. So what do you make of Alabama? I think this defense could be the best defense they've had since Saban's been there. Yeah. And that's saying a lot. They have had really good defenses in years past, but they just they are stacked on defense this year. Uh, some questions on offense, kind of the same questions we had with Ohio State, uh, but you just said it. You know, we're they're two to three deep better than most teams in the country, uh, so it should just be a next man up. But again, it's an unknown. And eleven and a half, I got to go with the under. Yeah, uh, I mean, just they very well could go undefeated again this year, but. One slip up and you lose. Yeah, that's where I, I hate those numbers. One slip up and you lose. Now, uh, that being said, uh, much like Ohio State, uh, I, the only places I, I see real chances at, at slip up, <laughs> I don't see at all. You don't see it? I, Miami and then that at Florida start. Uh, you have the young quarterback in there. Maybe they're still fixing some kinks out. I don't think Miami is capable of beating them. Uh, we'll get to Florida. I, I really don't think they are capable of beating them. But, you know, third week of the season at Florida, that's a difficult game. And uh, then we'll get to them, at, you know, at Texas A&M. Uh, I'm not quite as bullish on them either, uh, but uh, we'll have to wait and see, especially since uh, their quarterback questions are much more pronounced than uh, Alabama's. But season odds, there's yeah. nothing I like with them. Here. Yeah. There's, National championship is plus yeah. 250. Well, I was going to say there's literally no value across any of this. Um, 11 and a half wins. The only option is to take the under, which honestly, I think there's probably value there. Uh, they don't – Last year was the first time they'd won the national championship and gone undefeated. So, you know, uh, but I wouldn't advise it, uh, certainly since I just said they're tough games in the first two weeks of the season. And then they probably will hammer every one of those teams by about 40 points, no matter how good or bad the quarterback play is. And if you're thinking like Sark leaves and their offense is uh, they just got Bill O'Brien so they can redeem him yeah. and he can go get a uh, bad coaching job and be fired from there in a couple of years. So uh, basically, uh, this team will remain good. Uh, 165 to win the conference. Uh, there's nothing valuable there. Uh, 250 to win the national championship. Nothing really valuable there. Um you know, division-wise, minus 450, that's not all that great since I only really see about one team who even remotely is capable of contending with them in the division. So overall, uh, Alabama is going to be good again. Uh, Newsflash. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll move to a team that was a little bit of a surprise uh, last year uh, in that they were plucky and I think uh, – Played a little better than uh, any of us thought they would in yep. the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, overall, um, their number sits at five and a half wins. I thought that was a little bit of a jump. I still don't think this team has a ton of talent. Uh, 
Now, I, I will say towards the end of the year, if you are a team that has good schemes, well coached and plays hard, you tend to win more games than the teams who are all firing their coach and the guys who are all wanting to leave. Uh, so they might could hit that number. I went under on it uh, just because I, I thought their schedule was pretty difficult and I still don't see the talent there as much as I, I was impressed with the way they played last year. What do you think of Arkansas? Yeah, I, I, defense and offensive line or sorry run game on their offensive line can only get them so far yeah. uh they're they can't get any pressure off the defensive they line fit in the big 10 uh, west <laughs> yeah uh they they kind of remind me of of, of kind of an illinois yes. team uh in their play style uh this is a team that's going to pound you they've got a you know an offensive line coach as their head coach uh and they've got a decent Decent uh, defense, but like I said, they can't get pressure on the quarterback, and this schedule is just rough. Uh, you know, Texas, the second week of the season, and a couple of non-conferences they can win, but – Well, that's where I gave them their wins because – I don't know there are many conference games they can get yeah. besides maybe Missouri, maybe. I, I put maybe a Missouri, maybe a Miss State at home uh, – but I, I want to see what Miss State is if they come out and they're throwing. There's no six, telling. Yeah, each. If they come out and start launching 600-yard passing games, uh, Arkansas doesn't have the capabilities to yeah. even remotely uh, match up to that. Uh, you know, like I said, and then they close at LSU, at Alabama, Missouri, maybe at home. We mentioned teams that, you know, might have quit on the year. Maybe Missouri. Uh but if anybody's stared at the SEC East, uh, I don't think anybody's going to be quitting because I think second place is pretty wide open in that one. We'll probably get to every one of those teams. Yep. Um, you know, uh, the Rice game, they probably can win. The Georgia Southern game, see, that's where I think Georgia Southern probably has in and around the same level of talent as Arkansas. So that's not even like a gimme win. Plus you're playing a team that runs the option. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it just seemed that five and a half jump from what we saw last year, as much as I liked how hard they played and uh, them getting screwed out of a couple games, oh, certainly yeah. the Auburn game. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know if you can continually win games in the SEC by playing hard and, you know, sort of scheming yourself to wins. Eventually talent has to come through. So uh, I was a little bullish on this. I don't think that five and a half uh, quite gets hit. And I've got them at four. Yeah, I had them at three, uh, but, uh, you know, next up, we're going to go to the Auburn Tigers. Uh, their win total sits at seven. They bring in a new coach. Who, Bo Nix is there for his eighth season. Yeah, eighth uh, we'll get to that disappointing piece <laughs> of life. Uh, but uh, they bring in Brian Harson, who is essentially Gus Malzahn with a different name. Um, so what do you make of Auburn? Good, bad, indifferent? Uh, I think they've got a really good running game, uh, and it, it really—I mean, you know—Bo Nix is a big part of this. What what is he? What's he going to do? Uh, nothing from the, the previous—I don't know—three, five, uh, twenty-five now they years. Don't, he's been there. Yeah, they don't protect him well. Uh, but uh, uh, do they not protect him well, or does he bounce out of the pocket the <laughs> first time he sees a helmet of a different color? He, he's really good at throwing it to the other team, too. So, uh, 
and, and fumbling. Yes. He, he, he can't hang on to the ball very well. But the schedule starts off pretty soft. Uh, I think they could potentially be 4-0 to start the year. Uh, but then they've got, uh, you know, LSU, Georgia, uh, Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is not too tough. Uh, but, but it is at Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, so And they lost to them last year. I think it's <laughs> essential for this team to be undefeated going into the conference yes. schedule. I think they have to be because this conference games, especially in the West, are not easy to come by. I think they get South Carolina. Uh, I think they can get Miss State. And then Ole Miss is really a toss-up, I think. Yes. Uh, so I've got them winning seven games right on that line. It's a push. I I, I think six to seven is the number. Yeah, I, I went six. Uh, we're in the same sort of stratosphere here. Uh, we have no clue what we're getting out of quarterback play, or we do know exactly what we're getting out of quarterback play. And it has held them back. Uh, not only that, uh, they have very poor receiving core. Uh, I, I think they lost every one of their – yeah. At least, uh, you know, actual receivers. I'm sure there are some that we're not very good that we're now playing there. But uh, so not only are you hampered in the passing game with Bo Nix there, now you don't even have weapons for him to throw to. Uh, their line will be poor again, despite his eagerness to leave the pocket and uh, not make throws. Uh, defensively, I think they will be pretty solid. You know, they usually are. At least they have a lot of, you know, high-level skill position guys who can uh, play defense. But uh, I went under on the six here, uh, basically because I don't know what they are. Uh, And unless Bo Nix makes a a leap leap, I just don't think they're capable of reaching quite that tier of, uh, you know, Bama A&M might throw LSU in there. I I think they're on the more uh, old Miss Miss State, Auburn whoever is going to lead that pack up. Yeah. But uh, I'm under on them, but uh, I definitely could see them hitting your uh, seven win mark, but uh, I am not bullish on them uh, coming out of division. And uh, I just would pretty much like the Bo Nix era to end. Uh, Hopefully that's coming at some point in life or maybe since Gus Malzahn is not there and the new coach realizes this should not be our quarterback, uh, he finally uh, gets benched. But uh, anyway, we'll move on from them uh, to the other side of probably Auburn of the East, um, Florida. Uh, this number hit me nine. I am a little bit down on Florida here. Uh, now I will say they get the benefit of playing in the SEC East, which is quite helpful, though they do have to play Alabama on the side of the West things. Um, well, they're... I'm just a little... I think their defense... I put, I think their defense is probably the worst it's been in a long, long time. Uh, you know, uh, Florida has won a lot of games, and it has not necessarily been on offense. It's been because they've had a hole whole heap of elite level defenders uh, to keep them in games. Now they've been a little bit better on the offensive side uh, for with Dan Mullen there, but I, I will say I begin to see some uh, psychotic cracks going into Dan Mullen uh, and the Florida uh, football program starting to break him a little bit last year. So I'm wondering if he's able to make that leap. Uh, you know, he has the quarterback he finally recruited in there that he thinks, but uh, they pretty much, much like uh, Auburn, uh, all those skill position guys that were really, really awesome last year are all now playing in the NFL. So they have a lot of those guys yeah. to replace. So I'm a little bit down on this team. Uh, where are you sitting with Florida? I actually like Florida. Uh, I, well, I don't like Florida, but 
I think they'd get three cupcakes in non-conference. Yes. And they're in the East. So I think your bot, your baseline is yeah. seven. Well, right there. I did go under, but my under was eight because but, uh, I could not find a lot of losses on this schedule. And I was having to, I think, throw like Mizzou's and Florida I, States in there. Uh, just wondering what those teams were going to be like. I just, I, I like, I think Emory Jones is going to be Mullen's new Dak Prescott yeah. that he's got. I think he's finally going to get his well, offense. I think that's his hope. I think he's finally going to get his offense the way he wants it. And I, I think they're going to surprise some people. And I think they're going to be right on Georgia's tail uh, for the East title. Yeah. I've got him at nine. So technically a push, but I think that's a, a great year for a Florida team. That's well, if, of, I think if they hit the nine, now I have them at eight, so it wouldn't be that much of a leap. But I, I think if they can get to eight, nine wins, I think that would be a good, good season for Florida. Well, especially after losing all those yes. draft picks. But uh, once again, that's where I speak to like Mullen. I don't know if it will be good enough for Florida fans. And, uh, you know, if they get blitzed in that uh, Alabama game, which, you know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Possibly they can score some points on them. Uh, I don't know if they will be able to stop Alabama, but I, I just wonder if Florida fans start to get a little grumpy about, you know, winning eight games and then Mullen, you know, starts spazzing out and spitting off nonsense, much as like he did last year. And... I don't know. I, I'm a little down, but they, I will admit they are much benefited by being on that side of the bracket. I think I would have them more in your uh, six range if they were, if Auburn and Florida like switch spots, I think I'd be a little more thinking Florida could. If they were in the West? Yes. Oh yeah. Then on the six, seven side and Auburn might be on the eighth side if they were in the East. So I, I do think they benefit. And uh, speaking of benefit, uh, Another team I'm not quite in love with, but then I, I started going over their schedule and their win total. And uh, these guys, other than the opener, are, are pretty much going on a free ride to, to get there. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, 10 and a half wins. And this is how much I don't think they're that great. And yet I have them going over that 10 and a half really? wins mark. Uh, I just could not see, other than the Clemson game, a whole, whole lot of losses on this schedule so uh what do you make of georgia well you know i'm not a big jt daniels fan yes. uh i think they're going to lose that opener clemson yes so i think you've got one you one more loss and you hit the under yeah uh the problem was i really struggled where the yeah loss. it's tough i Matt auburn was the only one i could theoretically really I, wrap my head i around. think the cocktail party you think florida might i think florida could them. knock them off i think that's a big game and like you said mullen needs that statement win to get yes. florida fans behind him again uh i just i don't know if this offense is going to be consistent enough now they've got good receiver talent but they've got to have See, that I, I even question that though you yeah know, i watched those guys last year and we all heard about them they they would make plays and really explosive plays and, and then they drop a ball that was on a key third down yeah. and I, I you know I, I can see the talent but I don't know if it's always out there on the field and uh, I, I question JT Daniels like you you know we all like him because he's the you know poster boy white southern California quarterback and all that but you know maybe he ought to do it in well, a couple games <laughs> I, I do like that they've addressed some questions on defense inside of the ball I will say their offensive defensive line is yeah uh, monstrous and that's why i can't find losses on their schedule well, they brought in probably the best player on 
one of the best defenses in the country in West Virginia who transferred yes. to play defense for them. Uh, so, while, yeah, the roster looks good, I think quarterback play is just so important. Yes. And I just think there's still a lot of questions around JT Daniels. I, I don't think – he was that great when he – I mean, USC was done yes. with him. He couldn't start there. Well, that's what – he lost his job at USC to a and, guy we were sort of half-questioning in her Pac-12. And they probably had better offensive weapons yes, than this Georgia did. team. Uh, <laughs> so, unless he's just improved dramatically, I, I don't know if Georgia's ready for, to make this leap. And, and you know, we get, Georgia gets hyped like this yes. every year. Uh, and they all, almost always disappoint. Yes. Uh I, th- I think that loss against Clemson is going to take a lot of wind out of their sails, and they're going to slip up somewhere else on the schedule. So I'm taking the under. Well, see, that's where I, I, I just couldn't find the real banana pill. Auburn was the only one, and you mentioned the cocktail party, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm down on Florida. So if I'm down on Florida and I don't think that defense I, is there, I don't know if they can put the pressure on Daniels to really, you know, sort of hurt this Georgia team. And the rest is just cake. Oh yeah. I mean, they they can do their Georgia thing and play awful in pretty much all but 10 games of the season and still probably beat teams by 10, yeah. 15 so, points. Well, even if they get my under the 10 wins, yeah, they're probably in Atlanta. That's that was the other thing. I was going they're to be the champions. Bring up the odds. Uh, you know, the division is minus 400. I don't think that's takeable, though. Really, Florida is the only team even remotely. I think capable of yeah. <laughs> contending in there. And I I even question that. Uh, and then you got 230 in the championship game. So they don't play Alabama this year. How do they match up with Alabama, you think? Uh, I think that would be more of a defensive battle yes. as opposed to years past. I just I, I really like that Alabama defense. I think this Georgia defense is going to be good. Uh, but questions on offense, both sides. Now, the other thing I looked at a little bit here is this six to one national championship. Now, it's not to say they are well, winning the national championship, but if they lose that Clemson game, first game of the season, and went out, run out, I, I think they even theoretically could be a Florida. If your two losses are Clemson and Alabama, and Clemson and Bama are both in and the playoffs, Bama and Bama are pretty much both going to be in the playoffs. You know, I, I think there's a way to talk yourself it into depend, it. it. Really, at that point, it depends on if Ohio yeah, State's undefeated, Ohio State's is done. USC undefeated, yes. how the other conferences fall. If the other conferences are, you know, one, two lost champions, yeah. and you've got a two-loss Georgia that's only lost to two teams in the playoffs, maybe. But I think, uh, I think the committees, they want to incorporate as many other teams yes. outside the SEC. If they can come up with any reason to justify it, they will. Well, I think Notre Dame would be the other one yeah. that factors in there. Uh, yeah. You know, if they're in and around uh, one, two losses. Uh, but that's what piqued my interest here on the six to one, because I was going down there. I mean, theoretically, you lose Clemson first game, you lose Bama. They're both. I mean, I think we both pretty much think they are guaranteed unless something very, very bad happens into the playoff. And then you get them in there. Uh, now, I don't think they are capable of beating either Clemson or Alabama, and for that matter, probably Ohio State. Uh, Mike could challenge me on a, a Notre Dame or a Oklahoma. I think those are a little bit more even matchups or the Pac-12 teams, so we'll see how those do. Uh, but then you can start, you know, sort of laying your bet out where you can 
sort of find yep. a way to win a little bit of money. So the six to one piqued my interest a little bit, just because I think you get a gap there where you might be able to sneak in with two wins or two losses for that matter. And, uh, you know, honestly, uh, like if Bama went in there undefeated and Georgia went in there with a the one loss, Georgia wins, both those teams are getting in there. Yeah. So I, I just saw a little value in there as much as I, I don't love, love this Georgia team. Uh, but that's just a matter of Georgia getting overhyped, like uh, pretty much they do every year. All right, uh, Kentucky, five and a half wins on the year. I, I thought this was a little bit low uh, just because of the teams in the SEC East. I, I know what Kentucky yeah. is. Solid on defense, can run the ball. Uh, they might as well just not even have a quarterback. Well, well they're, they're trying to address that issue. They brought in a new offensive coordinator. They're going to try to run a pro-style offense. Uh, <laughs> I said try. Are they going to bring in a quarterback who can throw the football anytime soon? Now, um, I know the last two seasons, I think they're – I've watched a lot of pro style. They usually throw the football forward. Well, I think their passing yard average per game for the last two years is like 150 yards per game, something outrageous like that. Uh, but, you know, one of those years, their quarterbacks were hurt, and they essentially had a guy, a, a runner, a running back playing quarterback. Mm -hmm. For the most part, so I think that was every year, even with the quarterbacks. So I think they're trying to address mm -hmm. the problems. Uh, defense is going to be there. Running yes. game is going to be there. They've got to be able to throw more than two hundred yards yes. per game passing the ball. I mean, uh, that's just. I mean, if you're going to compete with the big guys, that's what you got to do. But I don't think this is the year they make that jump. No, I, I think first year of implementing this offense, you've got to you've got to have time to recruit the players you want yeah. for this offense. Uh, so I've got them kind of right where they've been in years past. I've got them at five wins, just narrowly missing out. On See, I, I got them at six wins. And I think there is if things go right, they especially with this SEC East, which I think we can admit, uh, honestly, other than. Probably Georgia. I don't think we have a ton of clue what uh, no. any of these teams are going to be. So I think if things go well, uh, I, I think they could have, you know, a year like they had a, a couple of years ago where yeah. they won eight, nine games. It, it's sitting there and maybe they sneak into that two spot in the East. Now, I don't think they can match up with the Georgia or, you know, those elite, elite teams. But, you know, Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, you know, they could win theoretically all those games and non-conference, yes, nothing. And the non-conference you mentioned it, uh, they have never scheduled really, really heavy there because they know they need the wins to get to a ball game. So I put them over just because of teams in the SEC East side of things. I at least know what they're going to be, yeah. which, you know, is at least something. And I think they know what they are going to be. So I give them a little bit of a leg up there and uh, take that over at uh, five and a half uh, for uh, Kentucky. All right. Uh, speaking of teams, I don't think we know what they're going to be. Uh, the LSU Tigers, a uh, little bit of a disappointing season last year, though I, I don't know how it could be that disappointing considering, oh, two thirds of the team went to the NFL. I guess they just assumed that was going to be replaceable, but uh, Eight and a half wins is their over under uh, for LSU. Uh, I, I'm curious what you make of this LSU team. I, uh, Brad Johnson's kid will be taking over at quarterback or staying at quarterback, I guess, uh, since the other guy uh, got They had hurt. a really good freshman, but unfortunately got hurt. Yes. And, uh, and I think this LSU team is stacked, especially on the line. Uh, their offensive and defensive line just 
killer guys in the trenches there. Yeah. Uh, defense, uh, the secondary is a bunch of ball hawks. They're going to be flying around, making plays. And I'd like this team to improve a lot. Now, the question is, is can they overcome, you know, coaching issues? Uh, you know, Orgeron's got some yes. questionable mm-hmm. things going on. And I think – I honestly, I think they need to hit this over – for Orgeron to keep his job. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely think I that. I think if they go eight wins or less, I think he's out of town. Depending what comes out of a handful of investigations, uh, I don't know if eight. I had them right at eight. Uh, you, you know, I, I think the defense will be back to a, 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 an elite level uh, style defense, and they will be able to shut teams down. I have more worries on the offensive side of things. Uh, you know, Johnson at quarterback, I'm not in love with. Uh I, I also have gotten a little worried about what I've heard out of like Ed and they're going back to, you know, the Joe Burrow style of offense and all that. And I'm like, well, that's all well and good. That's a lot of pressure on your defense. That's what, that's what I, it's well and good when you have Joe Burrow and four NFL receivers and an NFL running back and three NFL offensive linemen, you can run that style of up-tempo offense. But if, that offense isn't scoring literally every time you have the ball that puts so much pressure on your defense. And and I think a little bit, this team needs to sit in the sort of old school, that smile style and sort of pound the rock, let this defense take over, make a couple plays, score some points for you. And I think that gets you to probably your eight, nine wins. Uh, The game versus UCLA, I I think, is probably one of the most interesting games. We'll get to that on Thursday, but I think that's one of the most interesting games to start off. I think that UCLA game is the difference between them getting eight wins and nine wins. I think if they lose this opener, I think eight's the limit. Yeah. Uh, But they they get nine. Uh, I just – I don't see them going to Bama and upsetting Bama. Uh, That A&M game is going to be tough. Um. And even, you know, teams like Florida and Ole Miss, I think offensively they're going to be right there with you. Uh, so it, it's it's really going to be interesting to see just because, you know, LSU did nothing last year. Yes. So a lot of questions, uh, a lot of young talent. Now, this young talent got playing time last year. Yeah. Uh, but I think they cashed it in early last year. So it's really hard to judge. Uh, but I'm interested to see, like I said, both sides of the trenches, they are stacked. Yeah. And uh, – I've got them at eight wins. Yeah, I, I think we're right around the yep. same thing. I think they can maybe, uh, if if things go right and the offense does come around, they could probably get to that nine-win mark. I don't know if they can get to 10, but, uh, you know, it probably depends how actual good Texas A&M is. I, I think we'll get to them in a, a couple teams from now yeah. uh, if we're believing all that hype. I think the only one more hyped than Georgia might be A&M this year. So uh, yeah, you're like, yes, anyway, we'll I know. Get, we'll uh, Kellen Mund is uh, being cut right now from a team. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on to Mississippi State. And uh, we're in the wild card area here. Uh, Everything's a wild card with Mike Leach. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, they're at six wins. I went a little bit over on this team because I, I think their offense will be improved. Uh, of people who I know have a track record of good offense and winning games, Mike Leach. He's done it at very, very bad programs. He's done it at Texas Tech, who have not been good since. Uh, and that's including teams that had Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield on them. And then uh, he went up to Washington State after they completely bottomed out, rebuilt that whole team. 
I don't know if this is a year where he, he has them flying quite yet. I, I still don't know if they have quite the talent on there, but uh, I trust that Mike can make uh, very crappy players, okay players. So I, I'm leaning a little bit over here. What are you feeling on this? I, I think they've got a really challenging non-conference. I will say that to was... start the year, uh, uh, you know, Louisiana Tech's not a pushover. NC State, I think, is going to be one of the better teams in yeah. the ACC. And even Memphis is pretty yeah. solid. Uh, I think they could struggle in those games. And I don't see them beating many of the other West teams. Uh, so I think the only other team in the West they've got a shot against is Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even know if they get that one. So I, I've got them at five, just on the under, just missing a bowl game. My, They're going to be fun to watch, yeah. though. Uh, my, my whole thing was early on this. Uh, theoretically, uh, they, they could be 0-6 to start the season. I, I mean, La Tech, NC State, at Memphis, LSU, at A&M, Bama. I mean, a lot of teams would not want to start that way. But if they could somehow find two wins out of there, I think with the bottom half of this schedule, which eases up a whole great deal in Vandy, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee State, Old Miss, you know, I, I think they hit that over. Now, how bad things go if they do go like 0 and 6? I don't know. I mentioned, I think the defense will be pretty solid. They bring a handful of guys back. And like I said, I trust Mike Leach in offense. Uh, of people who know offense and know how to get bad people playing good offense, Mike does. Uh, I don't think they will beat the elite teams, like you said, in the SEC West. But I, I do think there's a chance that this team could be the sort of pack leader of the, you know, bottom tier group or not bottom tier middle tier group of the sec west uh depending on what you're feeling out of you know your old misses and you know stuff see i i, I put arkansas and old miss ahead of this team do you all right well i i think that probably will depend on the uh quarterback i uh i think he was a transfer out of southern Miss. so i, I i'm just curious to see what leach does uh, of people i've trust to win games, Leach has won games, but I, I think they might be a, a about a year away. I, I look for next year where they sort of make that jump into that uh, six, seven win uh, territory for Mississippi yeah. State, uh, where they can get a, a handful of uh, more people uh, for uh, Mike Leach and his program. All right, uh, we'll move to Missouri here. Um, this is one is interesting of uh, teams in the SEC. Uh, they don't have a quarterback issue. Um, they might have issues everywhere else. So uh, it's sort of the reverse of everybody else. No one else has a quarterback. They have a quarterback, but I don't think they have much else. So uh, what do you make of uh, Missouri here? Uh, their win total sits at seven. Uh, I, you know, they've got the quarterback. I, I really like their coach, Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, I think he's, he's, he's a little crazy. Yes. But he's the kind of crazy I like. He's not quite. Mike Leach, he's more a yes. little more on the the nerdy crazy yes. than the the wacky crazy <laughs> as Mike Leach. But I, I think he's pretty good at scheming, and I think he's going to find ways for this offense to move the ball and score some points. Now, can they stop anybody is the question. Their yeah. secondary gives up all kinds of pass plays. And, you know, they benefit from being in the East. But even then, I think they kind of fall in where Tennessee and Kentucky are, where they're going to be in a lot of games where it's, 50-50. Yeah. Uh, so, and, you know, that that first game of the year, Central Michigan, that's pretty tough. 
but I don't know. I've I've got them a little on the under. Yeah, yeah. I've got them at six, which is uh, just under what is it six and a half? Uh, it's seven. It's seven. Yeah, I've got them at six. I don't I don't see them getting quite to seven. I think they're going to fall right in line, right around where Kentucky and Tennessee are. Well, see, I'm a little bit uh, bullish on this one. I like this one. I think this is going to be the team that finishes second in the SEC East. Over Florida? Over Florida. No. I think they no. will. I like uh, Mizzou here. I, I think that offense is going to fly. And uh, I, I think they will sort of cheat themselves to a lot of SEC East wins here. Uh, and uh, their non-conference schedule, you missed, mentioned some of it. Now, look. It never shocks me if Mizzou loses to somebody in the MAC or anything. Boston College is tough, too. Yes, but technically speaking, Central Michigan, Southeast Missouri State, Boston College, North Texas. Theoretically, when you schedule that, you're thinking you're probably going to win those. Uh, but uh, I, I just think this offense probably flies high and puts up a bunch of numbers. And uh, now, granted, I, I this is a little bit like Purdue. I don't know if the defense stops anyone. But maybe uh, they have a little bit better history of Purdue, of producing, you know, defensive level guys. So maybe there are a handful of talented guys who can at least uh, plug a hole here and there on the defensive side of things. So I, I kind of like Mizzou. I think they end up being the ones that finish second in the SEC East over Florida. So I'm a little bullish on them. So I went over on uh, uh, Missouri here. I, I think that's the sneaky one. I, I'm also big on Eli. Uh, I, I think he's a really good coach. Uh, I'm curious if he's going to stick around Mizzou or uh, if he has a couple good years there. He's the one who ends up at uh, Nebraska. Maybe he's the next uh, genius who ends up there and uh, fails miserably. All right, uh, we'll move on uh, to a team that somehow managed to display less defense than Missouri. Uh, We'll go to Ole Miss, seven and a half wins here. Um, I, I think this is a pretty easy one to preview and summarize. Uh, they will score a lot of points. Uh, I, I don't think they will stop anyone. It might not be historically bad like they've been the last three years, but uh, I think everyone will be able to score 40 on them if they like. So uh, what do you make of Ole Miss here? Uh, they're going to be scoring a lot, a lot of, a lot of over potential here. Um, well, I don't know because they're all going to be 78. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know if their defense is going to be any better than it was last year. I don't. I didn't see a whole lot of moves. Uh, now, it is the second year of the defensive coordinator that they've got. I believe is second year. Yes. They bring in somebody new. Uh, I think they've got somebody uh, coming back. So, uh We'll we'll see how that goes, uh, but I, I I like Kiffin. I think he's a good coach. I think he, I think, I think he's a good game planner ahead of time. Yes, I think he comes up with a good scheme, a good plan. In game coaching, I am is a little sketchy, yes. uh, but I think this offense is going to be fun to watch, and I think um, I think they're going to be flying around. Interesting game with. Uh, uh, Liberty coming, yes. coming to town with their, yeah. their old coach coming yes, in. Yes, I, I uh, did spot that one, the Hugh Freeze special. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's going to be a little interesting. Uh, but I actually I, – I've got this team going eight wins. I think their offense is going to yeah. be enough you, to get them. I have them on the under because I, I just – it's been – it's not just been Lane. It was the two years before uh, 
this team has been literally the worst defensive team easily in the SEC I have ever seen in my life the last three years, and possibly in uh, all of college football. Uh, the military academies put up more of a fight on the defensive side, and they have the uh, heightened rate restrictions. So uh, They potentially got the best quarterback in the SEC this well, year. Well, I don't doubt that they will be able to score 35 points until, of course, somebody schemes and uh, is manages to stop their game plan and then uh kiffin doesn't know how to adjust in game uh which is why he's been at 400 billion places and pretty much failed at every one but he's fun i guess uh he will score a lot of points which i think really is all he cares about anymore so they will be entertaining they will score a lot of points but uh I think it's a lot of flash, never much substance. They will be in and around, uh, you know, five, six. They might get to your seven win mark. I've got eight. I, I know you're dreaming in that land. But uh, anyway, uh, I have them at six wins. They will be fun. But uh, I, I'm curious about that game versus Louisville in Atlanta. See what the, that one does. On uh, I, I think that's the Monday night football game you know, for college football. So that should be an interesting one to see how this uh, starts out. But uh, I, I'm down on Old Miss just because their defense is going to be very, very bad. And uh, speaking of just uh, bad, um, South Carolina, three and a half wins. Uh, I, I shockingly, shockingly went over on this. I don't know how because- I, I don't see more than three. I graded out and uh, pretty much- uh, I, I don't even know if they have like well that added East Carolina Division One talent and then uh, quarterback they I, I it was breaking <laughs> they named their graduate assistant the starting quarterback uh, so um, that seems a little scary uh, yeah I don't know what talents here Shane Beamer's first yes. year uh, Beamer takes over uh, I will say I think I put the over there because they play a very very cake schedule. But uh, I just don't see much talent on this uh, team in South Carolina. What do you make of them? For South Carolina, I don't even see a cake schedule. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Uh, now, they do play in the East, but they're one of the worst teams in the East. Yes. Uh, and I think I think they will be the worst team. In I've got them beating Eastern Illinois, Troy, and Vanderbilt. I think they lose that road game at East Carolina. Oh, uh, that's quite a possibility. They also could possibly uh, lose to Eastern Illinois. He's a very solid subject. But that's – and I don't I don't see them winning any of their other East games. Uh, I don't I, – I think Tennessee's got enough talent to even beat South Carolina. I will say I just don't know uh, what the East is going to be like. There are so many wild cards that I don't put anything above or below. Uh, so there could be a lot of very bad uh, new SEC channel. A contest breaking down on that side of the thing so uh no uh sh shockingly yes i put them at four wins, i've got about three but I, I i also put they have no talent i do not know what they will be good at <laughs> so uh somehow they get four and they have no talent and uh, no real uh idea of who or what they are going to be so uh that could be an interesting one definitely south carolina after South Carolina, we move on to another uh, unknown. Uh, the Tennessee Volunteers, uh, they sit at a six win mark. I tried to find a way to get them to that six win mark. I really, really struggled. 
much like uh you know the other teams yeah. in there i just have no clue what i'm getting uh i think the offense will be improved in theory because we have an offensive coach but uh i think uh, but they've lost everything yes as far as defensive talent i was going to say the defense will probably be awful and uh technically speaking uh nebraska thought they were getting an offensive genius as well and uh they don't have one uh, so it it depends what sort of talent now, is on that offensive side of I, the ball i am i think the schedule is very favorable yes but I, I think this six is right on the money here. Yeah. I think uh, that week two game is the key to this team getting to six wins. If they can beat Pittsburgh and start the season three and zero before going into the meat of their SEC schedule, and then uh, and then uh, you know take care of business against South Carolina and Vanderbilt, then all you got to do is upset one of Mississippi, well, Missouri, was, Kentucky. I think that's what I was staring at there. Uh, I was staring at maybe they could beat Old Miss. Uh, there's no telling what that over under could possibly be. If that one possibly hits 100, it wouldn't be stunned. Uh, you know, the Vanderbilt game sits there. We'll get to them. I don't think they're very good, but uh, they've been not very good numerous times and somehow managed wins versus us. Um, you know, that Kentucky game sits there. Uh, you know, I think they're a little probably too disciplined for us. Uh, but, you know, there there are six wins. Uh, theoretically, there you could probably convolutedly work your way into seven wins on this schedule. If, uh, you know, everything really, really breaks right. But uh, I, I, I'm a little bit nervous that this defense is just going to I, leak very, very large explosive plays. I think this team ceiling is seven, floor is – Four or five. Yes. I think five. I think five to I seven. I will say they did a great job of scheduling some teams that not even possibly. Uh, yeah, they're not going to lose to South <laughs> Alabama or Bowling Green yeah. or Tennessee Tech. Correct. Those are three wins. Uh, and Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt in theory. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm a little curious to watch Vanderbilt play. Yeah, I, I we're going to get to them because I have no idea what to expect out of that group. But uh, we'll go on to a favorite out of the uh, – the uh, SEC. A little bit of value in this team. Oh, do you see value in this team? Texas A&M. Yep, Jimbo. Uh, the, the next favorite out of the SEC. Nine and a half wins here. Uh, I, there is talent. There is a lot of talent in name here. Mm -hmm. uh, really good home field advantage. Very good home field advantage. But I think a little bit is overrated. Now, that being said, I did put them at 10 wins. They get Bama at home. I think their schedule is beneficial. They uh, nicely did not schedule any good team uh, outside of the non-conference schedule to really play. So they have that buck up. They get Missouri and South Carolina out of the East. Yes, they get Missouri and South Carolina out of the East, which is nice. So what do you make of this Texas A&M team? I think this is a good team. This team was right here last season. Yes. Uh, I think Jimbo's a solid coach. He's been there before. And right there, except they couldn't beat Alabama. And they got blitzed very badly. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, now, they do get they do get Bama and, and College Station, and I think their schedule is actually pretty favorable yes. up till that point. I think they're going to be going into that Alabama game undefeated. Yeah. Uh, so, it's going to be a lot of, lot of rolling on that game. Yeah. Uh, I think they're the second best team in the west and in the uh i'd actually probably put them over georgia would you in sec talent uh, across the division there uh and i i like that you know they've got 1100 to win the conference yeah. i think that's pretty good value really big on it. Uh, I, I just one hurdle to get I, past. I see it 
it just concerns me. One, we mentioned how Georgia is overrated. And M is also always. Well, they need always. a quarterback. And then that's my next question. Of the teams, um, they have no quarterback uh, that we know of. Um, and they aren't, I think, in the same realm as we go with a Oklahoma or Ohio State or an Alabama, where we go, well, yeah, the next guy's also going to throw for a billion yards and 400 touchdowns. I want to see what the A&M quarterback looks like before I go full bore into thinking this team's going to really be there and contend with Alabama. You mentioned it. Uh, they played really well in pretty much every game last year, except for the Alabama game where they got murdered and Alabama decimated them. Now they do come there. They have a soft non-conference schedule. I guess going to Colorado might be a little tricky in week two, but I don't think Colorado has, you know, remotely the talent. Yeah. They will really have to Emmerich and get tired in that altitude in the second half to really blow that kind of game. And then you mentioned it, uh, the games where, I, you know, you see maybe a trip up for A&M. The only one I really could see was that little slate there in Auburn going to them, going to Old Miss. But uh, we mentioned Old Miss's uh, defensive issues. So, uh, you know, A&M should be able to score. 50 60 on them and i think AM's defense will be able to limit the old miss offense so there was really really no trickies in there except that and then that last game of the season at lsu uh which could be very very interesting uh yeah especially if they end up beating alabama <laughs> and then they need that one uh so uh anyway I'm a, I went over, though I don't love, love this team. It's much in the same vein of Georgia, where I look at this schedule, I look at their talent, and they can play bad and still beat pretty much every team on the schedule, except for Alabama, really, uh, because they have such, you know, way, way over more talent than anyone. But I do want to see what the quarterback looks like yeah. uh, before I get too, too bullish on taking uh, conferences and championships. On I'm, I'm going to roll with 10 wins. 10 wins. Yep. Uh, yeah, I went uh, 10 wins as well. So, so we I think, both got them on the over. I think we uh, both looked at the uh, same things and saw the same things on the schedule. You mentioned Vanderbilt. We're to Vanderbilt. Uh, new coach for Vandy. Uh, takes over he was the defensive coordinator at notre dame, notre dame. Yep. so uh they went back to the well of uh defensive genius much like mason uh, <laughs> but uh anyway uh clark lay takes over uh vanderbilt's win total sits at three uh i went under here because i have no clue what they yeah. really, really are uh i don't think they have the talent defensively to really live up to it and uh I am not even 100% sold the East Tennessee State game is a matchup they can win. And Randy Sanders coming to town. When it is three wins, it makes me nervous when I don't see a game necessarily on the schedule. That is an automatic win. So what do you make of it? Yeah, I. they might can beat Connecticut. Maybe. Boy, that would be an under to take. I'm making you watch that. No, you're coming over. <laughs> SEC Network, Connecticut Vandy. Uh, no, this this team's definitely going under. At most, they're getting three wins. At most, uh, but I'd say it's probably one to two. I went under in the two, and that's just. I, I mean, this is one of those teams where I would not even 
bet on them the first three or four weeks of the season because I have no idea what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. I mentioned it. They could lose at an East Tennessee State game or maybe they win their first two. <laughs> I don't know. I literally have no idea what I'm getting uh, there. You know, they were pretty depleted on uh, talent by uh, Mason's in there, but uh, just an interesting, interesting uh, sort of team to look at uh, overall, especially uh, the talent drop that has been there uh, really uh, since Franklin left. And then early on, Mason had, you know, I wouldn't call them fun teams to watch, but they at least had some uh, guys who I, I thought were at least SEC level guys. I don't know if they have those type of guys quite there. So we'll see if uh, Clark Clay can build this uh, back into a, at least a feisty little program to play. But uh, this year, I definitely think uh, under on the win total here. All right, that's the SEC. Um, who do you have winning the SEC? Uh, I'm going to go with a long shot in Alabama. Oh, the long shot in Alabama. He's going to ride the Crimson Tide. Uh, I will also stay with the Alabama train. Uh, I, I guess there's an off chance that maybe they get in that championship game and might blow things. But I really, think, uh, looking at the thing, if Bama doesn't lose early, I, I think they roll through this. I think uh, Bama's worst can ace. Well, their best shot at not winning the SEC would be losing that A&M game. Yeah. Uh, but that also probably would put them in the uh, national playoffs. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway, I, I think Bama is your safest bet to uh, come out of the SEC, uh, much the same as it always is. Uh, anyway, that's the end of our college football preview. Thursday, shows. Thursday, we come back with our preview and picks. We're about ready to really dive deep into this full Full football season. Uh, we'll recap a couple of the week zero games uh, just to look at and uh, then preview a handful of the upcoming games and give our picks, of course. Be sure to follow us on Greenlight Network on YouTube. Like and subscribe to us. We are finishing out our NFL preview. Uh, we got the AFC and NFC North. And then on uh, Tuesday, we're going to go with uh, the West of the AFC and NFC West. And then we will have our picks and uh, preview shows for the NFL. So football season is in full bore. Uh, be sure to follow us and watch Winning Daily so we can give you those winning picks all day long. We have pickers coming in all over the place for college football and NFL season. That's our show, and we're out. Greenlight Network presents Football Time.